Yeah. We all set. Yeah, yeah. I think so. I think so. Getting pumped. Very pumped. As pumped as you can be on a Friday morning. I was trying to think of another word for pumped. Well, you've had long enough to think of it. Yeah, they haven't come up with one. <laughs> I'm excited. Inspired. We'll go with pumped. Welcome to this week's episode of The Cutting Room. Uh, And this week we're going to be talking all about how to create the best content for your target audience. So for all you eagle-eyed and eagle-eared people out there, um, we'll have noticed that last week we were talking about creating, um, that this week's podcast was going to be all about creating cost-effective videos that resonate with your target audience. But when we got into it, we realized there was so much good stuff in there that we've actually separated them off into two episodes. So this week, we're focusing on creating content for your target audience. And then the next episode is going to be around about um, cost-effective videos and saving money when creating video content. So back here again, guys. How are we all feeling? As good as I can on uh, this time of the morning at the time of recording. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> that's the spirit. Yeah. <laughs> Start as you mean to go yeah, on. Yeah. Jay, you, you're feeling pumped. You're get. Uh, that's why I let Jake go first. <laughs> I thought I'm not going to say pumped again. No, excited. Yeah, really enjoyed it last time and looking forward to today as well. Yeah, so that's January's out of the way. That's behind us. First month of the year. How did it, how did it go for you both? It's been good. I think the first couple of weeks you're dealing with all the stuff you palmed off to the new year, um, you know, saying to everyone, oh, we'll pick this up in the new year. And then when it comes to actually picking it up, it's like, ah, quite a lot to do now. Um, but now we've been busy and we've got a lot of stuff on the go. So, yeah, it's um, I feel like we're really powering on now. Nice. Any resolutions still going strong? Uh, Did I don't. Make any? I don't do. I don't do resolutions. Oh, dry January. January. Yeah, I'm perfect anyway. No, but what I did do this time, which I haven't done before, is um, having more alcohol-free days. Right. So I and I have all right actually. Um, I was actually surprised. Um, I've been currently today, or are you all right? Uh, no, I don't today. I've had. I've had. <laughs> I've had a couple. I've had three alcohol-free days this week. Nice. Granted. I was ill for it some is of only it. Monday. It is, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, but in all I have actually, and it has made me feel a lot better because I, I do kind of get into it. Well, this yeah. is this is turning into an AA meeting. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. So no, I'm good. Yeah, yeah. January's good. And also, yeah, just a, a quick reminder. This is quite a raw kind of podcast, so we're in a live environment, so you might hear a bit of drilling and banging as we go. But we are going to power through it. Um, so yeah, let's get into it. So look, we're talking about creating the best content for our target audience. Um, so I guess to kick us off, it, it's quite important um, before you create that content is to actually understand who that target audience is. Uh, yeah, definitely. I think like, like I said, before you embark on any kind of um, creating a piece of content, whether that's video, blogs or whatever, you need to have a real clear idea of who it is that you're targeting. And, and that's not just um, age, sex or whatever you've got to go into real granularity and, and detail because well we're all humans aren't we we all like different things we all want different things and have different problems so as when you're coming up with ideas for content you need to be very clear on who it is that it, it's focused on so that when people watch it or read it are like yeah that's me do you know what i mean it really needs to resonate with people yeah, I think it's quite easy to overlook that as well, where when you're getting that started out, it's it's very easy to kind of 
sit down with your team and you all come up with ideas and then you go off and make it. But if who you're targeting isn't, you know, you, 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 you know, you, you're going to run into problems. I think knowing who the target audience is and who you are showing it to, that should be the main driver behind how you actually create your content and where you're going to put it, how long it's going to be. All of these things depend on basically who it is you're showing it to. I think you can be guilty of what do I like or what do we like as a team? This is really cool, right? Let's. I would love that or I find that funny. Yeah. But actually the person you targeted might not. <laughs> you know, we did that particularly when we were doing sort of the rebrand um, for, for Seven and, and we did a bit of work on our tone of voice and I, I was very focused on kind of what I liked and like you say, it is very different to what our target audience and actually probably I'm not our target audience so and it's an interesting point you raise as well about about how it is more than just demographics you know people saying you know 20 to 40 year old women or, or men or whatever I think it is understanding who's in that particular role what's important to them what challenges do they have what problems are they coming up against what are they responsible for and then it's coming up then it's about creating content that kind of solves those problems yeah we've seen it before like where people can also cast their net a little bit too wide um, because if you're asking yourself the question, who do I want to come and interact with my business and buy my product or whatever it is? And, you know, most people you'd say in an ideal world, everyone, right? But I think if you look at the ways in which different demographics, ages, roles interact with content, it's very different and if you are trying to create something that caters for all those things, you're not going to do any of them particularly well. It's You're basically not really going to hit on any of your marks. No, and I think also when, when it's not clear who you're targeting, it's harder to take risks with your content because you're trying to kind of please everyone, not offend anyone. Or, or Do you know what I mean? You, 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 you can are, be too safe, can't you? Yeah, and I, th I think a lot of companies do do that because they are a bit risk-averse and... Obviously, you can go too far with it, but um, I think... You see a lot of things with um, a lot of the betting and gambling companies. You know, they've got quite, probably quite a clear target market, um, which tends to be of a certain age, people that like football and sport, and they, they tailor a lot of their content around it. And I think in some cases that their day's probably gone now and they're not as funny as maybe what they used to be. But when, when it first kind of came about, the likes of Paddy Parrot, it was quite sort of... It was very different from a marketing point of view, and, and it really resonated for for people well similar to similar age and, and demographic to myself yeah and i think there's another we talked about that offended marketing quite a lot we follow them on linkedin yeah and like to a lot of people they will hate that yeah but that is kind of the point as well but we find it really funny we find it yeah. yeah um because there's also there's an argument for creating content that people like but then also creating content that disinterests people who aren't in your target audience, just that's how you know that it's definitely working for the people that you are targeting. Yeah. So that's something to bear. I'm not saying that you want to go out and start offending people that you don't want to market to, but it needs to be that, that clear. It depends on your target audience. Yeah. That comes down to understanding who they are. And I think once you've understood who they are, the next the next thing to be exploring is, is where they hang out. Yeah, definitely. I think you also need to gauge their level of interest where they're coming to you as well because creating something that is going to grasp someone's interest on social media who's, ne who's never heard of you before 
compared to someone who was accessing your website to learn a bit more about a certain product, those two products look very different because in the first instance, you're going to probably have about 10 seconds to kind of hook that interest and they're probably not going to watch it for that much, much, much time either. But if they are going with an objective of learning a little bit, then you've, you know, you've got a bit more kind of scope to go into a bit more detail, a bit, a bit of a longer video. So it's important to really know that because without knowing that you sort of just going to end up down the middle and you're not really going to satisfy either parties. I, th I think there's a good point raising about kind of lengths of videos as well too. I think quite, quite a lot, a lot of time you kind of get focused on, oh, if it's social media, it has to be this length. If it's this, it's that length. Whereas in reality, I tend to believe that if, <laughs> if it's good content and it resonates with you, it can be longer lengths and, and that's even on different platforms as well. If it's shit, then you do need 10 seconds. <laughs> Just, that's why people switch off. So for those people who are thinking, you know, which are the best social media platforms for them, what, what, what kind of things should they be considering? So you should be considering um, looking at, um, once they've identified that persona or buying persona, look at where would, where would they be? So say if you've got a very specific person, are they likely to be at networking events? Are they gonna be on LinkedIn? Are they gonna be on Instagram or whatever? Um, but then even more than that, like you need to look at other ways that you can get to those people as well because all your competition will be putting content on there as well. So it can be quite well, saturated. LinkedIn is a perfect example. You know, that's where our target audience hang out and that's why we try to be as active as we can on there. But so is everyone. Yeah, I, I, I think as well, when you with reference to social media as well, you've got to think, particularly with ages as well, you know, what is the most kind of prevalent platform where they are hanging out? So, you know, if you look at Facebook, that was kind of when we were sort of growing up and that was the You're one. You're putting us we... in the same age bracket there, right? <laughs> All right. I was, I was, I was, to be fair, I was probably being nicer to you guys, but uh, I mean, you look at Facebook. I'll take it, I'll take it. <laughs> I mean, Facebook, you know, kind of hit the scene, you know, you're looking nearly 15, 20 years ago. So the generations that are coming through now Facebook's not really that relevant to them. A lot of them don't even have it, whereas they're kind of looking at more of your Instagrams and your, your TikToks, which maybe some of us, particularly you guys, always rip on me for looking at TikTok. Um, it's more the content you consume than <laughs> the platform. <laughs> but yeah, it's, it, it's, it's really relevant, you know. Um, if you're going to try and put something on Facebook that you're trying to target at 18-year-olds, you're probably not going to hit the mark. It's a good point, though, and I think it's understanding, you know, that... There is, you know, for us, you know, we, we kind of say and, and joke, you know, we don't know much about it, but we need to, and we are learning more about it because a lot of our clients are having to understand it because a lot of their target audience. And it's not just for young kids now, like which is maybe what the perception is. There's a lot of a lot of companies are making a lot of money through through TikTok. Well, it's one of the biggest threats to Google, really. That's why the yeah. YouTube have upped their shorts game is because that's where people are searching for things. Yeah. But I think the other thing to bear in mind in terms of where people um where your target audience is going to be like you say we mentioned linkedin because that's where a lot of ours are and it is saturated but our target audience isn't always on linkedin either so it's like what else can you look at are they on tiktok kind of in their downtime youtube things like that there there are other areas that you can kind of target that audience without going to that main one which you know yes a lot of the time they are spending on there but there are also other areas that you can target them 
maybe when they're not in work mode and actually might be a better place to kind of tidy it home and, and stand out with the other content that they're watching. And it doesn't always have to be online either. You know, there's, you know, there's, there's events, there's in-person networking, there's industry specific events. There's what, what communities are they in? Like if it's a localized thing, what local community things are going on? If it's a, if it's more of a global, more of a national company, what, what communities are they part of? Yeah. I think it's all about kind of creating up as clear a picture as, to who it is you're targeting as possible because if someone came to you and said right I want you to create a video for this random person that I've got in mind and you need to keep them engaged for 30 seconds and they need to understand the message and then you'd probably say to them right well what you know what do they like what do they dislike whereabouts are they going to access it and they just go to you well I'm not telling you any of that you're probably going to be you know you, you wouldn't really know where to start whereas if they give you a big list of all the different things that they like what doesn't work for them where to put the video you you're going to be able to create a much more effective product and i think that's really what you need to be viewing this as is creating that persona which is which is great if you do know it like you say but a lot of the times a lot of clients don't know don't know that and aren't privy to that information because either they're not asking or they're not asking the right questions and i think that's when the next thing you need to do is to start testing different content you know try, looking at videos looking at new technologies that are out there looking at different types of content, longer form, shorter form, and seeing, you know, reviewing how the impact the engagement has, not just on, oh, that's reached more people, so that's better. It's how many of my target audience has that reached? Yeah, and I, th and I think a good way of doing that, <clears throat> excuse me, is kind of on those platforms you mentioned about joining communities and things like that, there's things you could join and you can kind of see the questions that people are asking and you can really study what people are, um, engaging with and like you say not just likes or shares but actually look at the comments that people are saying are they saying yes this is me yes this is solving the thing that I want to solve have you said that to a video yes this is me uh, yeah no <laughs> I mean I don't comment on them <laughs> I just I just I'm a lurker I think it's important when you are coming up with ideas for testing different content is to be seeing how people are engaging with what you're putting out there and also understanding like the types of questions that that your team's getting asked. So ask your sales, ask your sales team, ask your service team what types of questions are we being asked? Because then that helps you to come up with a look. This is what our target audience are wanting to know, so you can create co uh, content uh, accordingly. Yeah, and I think as well as that, it's it's testing it as well. Don't be afraid to try different things. Yes, one thing won't work. You can probably guarantee you that. Like something won't work, but it's reviewing that looking at it and testing something else that's the key i think to for video marketing to work is to not put all your hopes in this one video and then it flops because it will some content you put out will resonate take what you learn from it and no put matter it how good you one. think it is as well i mean we've done it before we thought oh this is gonna pop as yeah. they call it but it didn't. <laughs> Who would have thought us delivering uh, some content down the lens yeah. for three minutes wouldn't pop? Yeah. But I think it's it's an important thing to do as well is to look at what else is being done out there as well. Um, you know, it works in the same way as technology, right? It kind of evolves all the time and there's new ideas and new things that are being done. If you're completely unaware of what is going on in other companies and the different types of videos that are, are working for them, you know, you could you could be putting something out that, you know, was done five years ago and no one's really kind of, everyone's moved on. And I think you can learn a lot as well from 
if you have created content in the past, you know, there will be certain things that you notice have worked well for you and certain things that haven't worked well for you. So I think it's important to kind of use that knowledge to shape what you're going to do this time. Yeah, it's keeping current, but I think also kind of that takes me really nicely onto the next point, actually, is that one thing that's kind of been around since the dawn of time in terms of a way of communicating message, and that's that's storytelling. You know, we bang about bang on about it a lot here. You know, storytelling's been around since, you know, the Bible, is it? Cavemen, cavemen, cavemen times, yeah. paintings and what whatnot on the walls. And it is, that's it's the earliest form of communication is storytelling. That's how we speak to people that's how we connect with people and yeah it's important to look at um, new technology and, and current trends but it's more important not to get too focused on that because at the end of the day you could have the best looking video in the world but if the story shit and nobody kind of resonates with it it's pointless so it's if when you are looking at trends and stuff like that what you need to be looking at is how does that better the story we're telling not the other way around let's start with that right, how do we come up with a story that fits in it? And it's just, that is the best way of getting through to anyone. Um, people engage with stories and people engage more with brands that, that tell good stories. Yeah. Yeah, it works in the same way that in films, you know, a lot of people, when they sort of tell you what their favourite film is, I reckon nine times out of ten, a lot of them will be older films just because the stories are so strong. What's your favourite then? Oh, I knew that was coming. Um, well... I've always been a big fan of Lord of the Rings and, and I like Shawshank Redemption and films like a lot of them are quite old. Hardly black and white ones, are they? <laughs> yeah, no, maybe it's old for Jay. <laughs> yeah. 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 I yeah, thought we were going back into like, well, this like early 2000s. <laughs> one, one, of my, one of my biggest criticisms of, of films nowadays is it's all kind of relied on the, the technology, the CGI, the, this amazing kind of all these effects that they can use, but no attention really gets paid to the story and i think people see through it because you're just not you can be engaged with an impressive piece of cinema for you know a minute or two but are you going to sit there for two two hours and just looking at that i, I don't think you are and that's a good point on stories because you're right in films i mean they've been around for years and years and a lot of the same stories have been used um you know and that's why it's difficult and there's a lot of crap being put out but bringing it back to businesses then, how, you know, when there has been a lot of companies do very similar things, how do they find their story and find something different to get it out there? You kind of mentioned like what, what do businesses need to do to find a different story or unique story. I actually don't think it has to be unique. It just has to be a good story. So a good story is you need a good hook. You need, people need to know what they're watching right at the start and address the things that they're concerned or interested in. And then it kind of needs to build from there. And not only does it need to address those concerns, so whether it's for a business, bringing in leads or, or whatever, but it also needs to address the con concerns of that individual as well. So how has this product or service not only delivered amazing results for the business, but what has that done on a personal level to the people in the story? Because that that enables a viewer to be able to connect with them, right? You can just show off your results, great, that looks good, but really to connect on a deeper and more personable, personable level, you need that um, personal side from the person. How many persons? <laughs> Think of the person. Think no, of the person. <laughs> yeah. No, but it's a good point. I mean, you made it many a time, but like it's a good point about 
having you you have to put the audience the person front and center of what you're creating and you know and stories can do that but only if they're done well and i think a, a way in which we kind of tackle that here at seven is kind of um you know, ask you know asking yourselves a lot of times like so what or who cares you know if you're coming up with a, a an idea or a sentence or whatever it is that you're trying to say even if it's just a piece of content it's asking yourself so what who actually is going to care about what you're putting out there yeah i mean you can find a story within anything if you kind of do that kind of due diligence due diligence but yeah i shouldn't have set myself up to say that um <laughs> if you kind of drill down far enough to find you know what is that kind of powerful statement or meaning behind it i mean a good example that, that i refer to a lot is um a video that i saw um about uh, japanese chalk which could be as sounds boring, exciting could, could be as boring as it sounds but i'm going to that it was i think the, the way that it was told was in such a way that i was actively invested in the the shortage of japanese chalk you know i've got these mathematicians kind of describing it as chalk armageddon or the chalk apocalypse or something like and they're all stocking up on it because the chalk just means so much to them and it, and it brings about so many benefits but you know you can laugh about it but th it kind of really drilled down to, to the right well there's a shortage of chalk well so what's so, it well the universities are not going to have enough to to kind of conduct the lectures well, we so still what? use chalk and you i mean that, that you're going back to Math my era mathematicians then. <laughs> like, mathematicians do apparently still using chalk yeah right? yeah apparently well this is the thing we didn't know that but it takes me back to my youth <laughs> yeah well that this is the thing though it's it's all kind of keep going until you find that you know what real difference is the issue that you're talking about making to people and i, I actually think you mentioned Joe about kind of making sure everyone knows straight away what um exactly what they're watching what the message is I think that there's many different ways in which you can hook someone in and an effective way can to do that is just to kind of connect with their wants and needs early on I think you can be a little mysterious with it and but as long as you've kind of kind of engaged with that kind of interest that that your audience has early on I think that's where you're really starting from. Yeah, it's, it's understanding that people don't really care about you or what you do or your business. You know, it, it took us a little while to figure that out, but they just don't. Nobody cares about what we do. Nobody cares about... They, they're only bothered about themselves and their problems. Like, nobody wants to buy a video. They want us to create a video that solves a problem for them. So for us to really understand that, we have to understand what... The, and same for anyone out there, you have to understand what problem your product or service solves and then create content to create that need um, to promote that. And that's where a lot of people struggle, I think, is you are too focused on yourselves and how great you are and, and all that sort of stuff. Whereas, yeah, you're right, nobody does care. It's kind of how you solve that problem. And that's what you kind of need to be able to articulate to enable that to resonate with people. Is that the Apple example that we were that that we that we speak about regularly? Yeah, Apple's a, a a great example of it. So obviously they're known for creating the iPod, which isn't the first MP3 player. There were ones which were technically better at the time, but the way they marketed it, marketed it, and the kind of story they they tell about is they don't touch on the features and benefits. So whether it's a gig of storage or things like that, it's thousand songs in your pocket. And that's something that Apple have been brilliant at over the years. Like 
It's, but they, what they did there was they didn't focus on what it did. They focused on what it does to the, the client and what problem it solves. What do, what does a what does that what does an individual want? They don't want X amount of gig of storage. They want to be able to carry around a thousand songs and listen to them at the will. I mean, let's be honest. Like, if you're a not Mac... before your time, was it iPods? Or... <laughs> no, actually, it wasn't. I had an iPod. Um, but <laughs> um, I mean, you know, let's be honest. If you're a marketing manager wanting videos to be done, and you're looking through, you know, content from us saying, you know, all the different things that we've done and and who we are and whatever, you know, they're not going to be going back to their kind of manager and saying. Oh, I've seen this video company. The you know that this is who they are. This is what they, you know. But they're gonna go. Well, can they can they solve our problem? Can they make videos that we want? And oh, I don't really know. So that's where it really kind of comes down to it. And I think the good thing for people kind of listening or watching is the thing you can take away from it. Is there's a a lot of companies that still focus on themselves. So there's a big opportunity for you to really work out what problem you're solving to stand out to your competitors. Yeah, we've done it a lot, you know. Well, we've just done this, we've just done that. Nobody cares. Like you can put a little sprinkling about what what your company's up to, just you know, to get that personality or personable across. But like, there's the the you, you can't just be banging on. We've done this, we've done that, because no one's bothered. No, no one, no one cares. And like, you can build credibility without doing that as well. So that kind of takes us on to the sort of final point which we were wanting to discuss. And that's, I guess, the the, the different types of content you could be pushing out there um, to your target audience. It's understanding what's going to work best. You know, for us, in our obviously unbiased opinion, um, video is the best uh, engagement you can get for your audience. Yeah, I think, although we are a little bit biased, I think one of the reasons why video works so well is that you can see that person and connect with them on like an emotional level. There's so many different types of content that you can start with, but I always think the best place to start is looking at frequently asked questions from your clients and potential customers. That's a really good way of building content that's going to resonate with that set group. So well, that's a good point, but we're kind of focusing on, I guess, the, 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 the forms of content. So like how we've kind of got the messaging and the, the audience, like how are we that now? How, what's the best way to deliver that to your target audience? Well, that can vary depending on, on where you're going to do it, whether that... The answer's video, basically. Yeah. I think... Oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> I think by this point, you've kind of established what your audience is, what's the objectives behind the video, what do you want to happen as, as a result of this video being watched? And I think at that point, you really need to be thinking, what is that main sort of message that you're going to communicate? What do you want your viewer to leave watching your video thinking and now it's easy to kind of be like right well I want I need them to know all of these things all in one go and it's just it just doesn't happen like it's quite rare that you you leave a video with five to ten things in your head that you're all really clear on so you need to come up with that one headline statement or message that you, you're going to be communicating and at that point, you can then start to work back and be like, right, so what are the things that we need to say and get across in this video to achieve that main message? And the once you've kind of established those things, you can start to look at things like forms of video, you know, looking at the objectives that will drive those decisions. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You just you, you, I was reaching reach, reach my hand out there and you were just like, no. I think ultimately it's understanding what 
like you say, it, it's finding the right form of content. Is it longer form content? Is it shorter form content? What, understanding what, where that video or content kind of fits into the, the, the buyer's journey. It's all driven by all the things that we've talked about, you know, establishing your target audience, what are your objectives, what are the messages. It's impossible to say what is the right form of video because without that information, you can't possibly look to answer that. Yeah, yeah. Which I think the ne- the next bit is is understanding, um, yeah, like you say, if you understand what you're trying to do. So are you, are you looking at creating uh, just brand awareness? Are you looking at that kind of top funnel type content? Because that's going to be very different to kind of further further down. So there's all sorts of things that you can, can do with that. Are you creating case studies to try build trust and kind of move them a bit further along that buying process? Yeah, it's finding that, that, like you say, the right content for the right part of wherever that potential client is in that process before they, they make a purchase, I guess. And that kind of brings us to a bit of a, a natural conclusion again there. Um, and again, by pure chance, we've, we seem to have created sort of seven uh, top tips about how we can sort of deliver the best content there for your target audience. Yeah, I was trying not to send, say the same line that I said last time. <laughs> it's almost like we planned it. Yeah, don't ask me to recap them. <laughs> so I guess a big part to why we wanted to create this podcast initially was to make sure that the viewer or the listener um, goes away with something sort of substantial um, as a result of watching or listening. So I guess to kind of reiterate what those seven sort of key points were from, from this episode. Firstly, it's all about understanding your target audience. Then knowing where they hang out. Then all around testing different content and seeing what works. Understanding the power of storytelling. People engage with stories. Number five, asking yourself, so what? Who actually cares about what we're putting out there? Number six is understanding that people don't care about you or your business. They care about themselves. And finally, number seven, uh, videos drive the best engagement. So buy more videos. Nice subtle little plug there. Thanks for joining me in the cutting room today, folks. How have we found that? Good. It's been a been a blast. Yeah. Really interesting from my point as well, because this kind of feeds a bit more into to my role. So it's it's good to kind of talk about that rather than just have it all in med. So yeah, it's good. Yeah. Very good. Well, yeah, thanks. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. Hope you've enjoyed it. And watch out for the next episode. Mm-hmm.